Justin, thanks for jumping on for a second here and talking shop. Really appreciate yeah. your, your sunny Southern California time. Yeah, I got the I got the umbrella up. Um, I'm across the street from closed down Disneyland. I'm outside. It's not raining. It's all together. It's a pretty nice day. Uh, <laughs> it is raining yeah. here, first of all. So I, I, I take that personally that you're bringing that up. That's hurtful. <laughs> and second of all, yeah. have you snuck into like uh, Galaxy's Edge or whatever to, to go hang out <laughs> on your own? You know, it's funny. Somebody just texted me that question literally five minutes ago, which is like, have you snuck into Disneyland yet? Which I have not. I haven't even thought about it. I guess that could be kind of cool and also really creepy at the same time to be like walking around and there's like nobody. It's kind of like a Chernobyl like experience where it's like that park has never had less than, you know, 25,000 people in it at a time and now there's zero. The I'm only sure. thing creepier than it's a small world at yeah. any normal time <laughs> is it's a small world when there's right. no right. one else around. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. I'm sure there's people actually in and doing maintenance and repairs and stuff like that. So I doubt it's totally abandoned, but it would be a little bit awkward to go there at night and just kind of like walk around. We could like yeah, go yeah. to the cemetery or something. Just a little awkward. <laughs> just a little awkward. Um, dude, so obviously this is a crazy time for everybody involved. Yep. I mean, uh, you know, you just published this article, uh, I believe last night, late last night, about yeah, late last gym night. closures. <clears throat> Yep. And just to run down these numbers that you had on here, and these could obviously change, but this is as of March 27th. Uh, yeah, out of 14,790 14, gyms worldwide, 8,839 are closed. That's uh, almost 60%, just a hair yep. under 60% worldwide. Yep. In the U.S., it's a little bit uh, more aggressive. It's 5,074 yep. out of 6,915 gyms. That's 73%. Yep. And your numbers here are derived from the fact that, what, 11 countries have mandated gym closures, 32 states have mandated non-essential business closures, yep. and a little bit of, like, self-reporting as well? Yeah, so we had a, we put up a survey um, about 10 days ago basically saying, like, is your gym closed or is it not? And so we, we've allowed people to self-select, and then we've, we've matched that against, like, verifying it's actually an affiliate so that we know their affiliate numbers, not just a gym. Um, you know, and they so happen to – maybe they do functional fitness, but they're not exactly a CrossFit affiliate. So we're trying to make sure um, it matches to the actual list of CrossFit affiliates. So we've done that. We went through that process, and then we knew, look, if there's a statewide or government-wide closure, you can basically tabulate all of the gyms in that location and you can come up with this number. So we know the number is actually going to be significantly higher than that. And we're now getting a lot more reports globally and individuals coming, filling out not only the survey or sending us um, a press release or a news release of mandated closures in their country. And so we, we are going to be updating this every single Friday so that we can get sort of weekly statistics. We don't have the staff and resources to update it daily and even try, even this is why it took us so long is that there's so much information there and we really have to work hard to make sure it's accurate. So key takeaway is I know the number is a lot higher, um, but we're going to go with what we know to be absolutely true at this stage of the game. And then we're going to continue to update it and allow the community to kind of self-report and then, you know, let us know when things obviously start changing and we hope to be able to eventually get these statistics lower. But I think that right now we're going to, it's going to continue to increase pretty rapidly once we get more info. So you guys have a, a really interesting position in the space that you guys probably uh, outside of HQ and definitely on a more regular basis than HQ speak with and are dealing with more affiliates and more trainers than anybody else in the space. So what type of you know feedback, what type of read are you getting on this situation from, from that audience? 
Yeah, so the, the conversations are varied depending on well how long somebody's been closed and ultimately where they are and what kind of other kinds of assistance and financial assistance and support that they can get in their community. You know, here in the United States, there's a lot of uh, offerings that are beginning to emerge that are going to help a lot of gym owners and small business owners um, in other countries that may not be the exact same thing. So um, what I'm hearing is, number one, people are really nervous. You know, they, they, they are extremely nervous about the situation. They know that if they are forced to be closed and keep their doors closed for anywhere from 30 to 60 days, it could be a death sentence to them. Um, there are some sorts of uh, economic relief, like, um, uh, working with their landlords on rent. But at this stage of the game, that's going to depend based on your location and your arrangement with your own landlord. And so if you have enough reserves to weather the storm, that's fantastic. And that there are gym owners who've expressed that. And there are some that are like really nervous about that. I can speak to my own gym, you know, where there are still a lot of members who are paying their monthly memberships and they're doing online classes and courses and rentals and other things like that to allow people to continue to move and get active. But they're also, you know, their rent is, it's in Southern California in Huntington beach. And so, yeah, they're still getting a little bit of income, but they're stressed about that situation and, you know, faced with the reality that if it is 30, 60 plus days, that it could be the end for that business. And that's just a really sad fact of this, of what's going on. Yeah. I, you know, realistically speaking, and having had experience in, in the space, my brother and I had our affiliate for a little over five years. Um, you know, it's a razor thin business to begin with. Not very many, uh, affiliates are owned by, um, experienced business people. It's very much like a labor of love. It's very much sort of, you know, as long as ends meet, we're happy. Um, so having like anything in the bank to save for a rainy day like this and it's not just a rainy day i mean you're talking about a month or two of little to no income and almost all your expenses it's a really hard sell to have like a a, you know silver linings around this around this cloud for sure um you know i i I do worry about that a little bit and when you look at sort of the long-term effects of of a lot of these gyms staying closed um it's it's I'm not going to say it's absolutely guaranteed to be like the worst case scenario, but it's looking dire for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another um, less uh, discussed impact here, and that's on the coaches themselves. So, you know, we're, we're thinking of that, you know, yes, the, the, the sad reality is that some, some businesses may close and that's that's devastating if there's any business that closes as a result of that. Um, and that would really affect obviously the owners uh, when you're thinking about it. But the coaching staff that's on that that are maybe part or full time, it's not just that the owner's running – I mean, yes, the owner's running the business, uh, but they have two, three, four, or possibly even more coaches that are involved in that that are also developing their livelihood off of working here. And they may have other other areas of income as well, but that's, that's going to also be another impact here. It's just that if gyms aren't op- – their doors aren't open, those people are obviously not able to work. And they're not able to probably get, um, you know, paid. But if the gym closes, then those individuals are going to be out of a job or they're partially unemployed um, or only employed part time of something like that. So that's another area of effect that, that, that could be happening here and that could could play out um, depending on what happens. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, it remains to be seen sort of how, how that, you know, works. The, uh, you know, the big picture here is like basically everyone at all levels is going to suffer in some way, shape or form. Right. I mean, there, it's not like there's anybody who's really spared from this sort of thing. Um, you know, so I guess 
in your estimation, having been in the space for as long as you have and kind of having the behind the scenes look of things like, you know, how different do you think the landscape is going to be? Ooh, that's, um, you know, I, 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 like I hesitate to put us any like statistics or figures that, that we, this is unprecedented circumstance. It's not unprecedented in the sense of economic, ec- economically unprecedented. It's, un, it's hard to quantify how the effects will be from a fit, fitness standpoint. CrossFit has, you know, right around 15,000 gyms globally. And so right now, 60% of them are closed and the fitness space itself hasn't seen this kind of, uh, economic havoc being wreaked upon them before. So, um, there are a lot of individuals working in fitness that are part-time here and part-time there, and it may not be their complete, um, like, uh, means of employment. So it, it's, it's like really hard. I, you know, it would be devastating, but it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere between five and 10% of gyms that are currently closed don't, aren't able to, aren't able to make it back if this lasts for 60 days or more, because I, I think that they really, uh, would be strapped economically so tight at that point that even paying rent or even catching up on their rent, if there was some kind of forgiveness or delay to that might be nearly impossible for them to catch up. And they always have to provide for their family during this time. And if there's an opportunity to open to get a job and to provide for your family, they're going to have to decide, make the tough choice between trying to, um, trying to pick a business back up, you know, from, from the ground or, or going out and getting a job and, and providing for your family. And I, I, it's so it's, so I think if this lasts for 30, 60 days, then, um, and they're, they're not able to open and their members, uh, you know, who are in tough economic situations too, stop paying their dues, then, you know, I, I would be, I'd be shocked if it was as low as that, but I would say five, 10% of these gyms are just going to have a really, um, probably would end up closing their doors. Yeah. Let's, um, you know, let, let's, let's take a, let's take a little bit of a left turn here, you know, kind of tangentially related to this is the idea that, uh, people are, are doing what they can to help. Right. Yeah. So that's one of the positives is we're clearly seeing sort of what people are made of and, and people coming together and stepping up to help. And we actually have in a very strange and, you know, I guess appropriately strange, uh, circumstance <laughs> with two different like charity ish fundraising events happening starting at the same time uh, this week. So starting on Friday. And one of those is the United and Movement, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, private 501c3 started by Loud and Live involving a ton of brands and creators and people. And the other one is uh, CrossFit's sort of like support your box initiative. So uh, do you think that one, do you think that those are going to be effective in their, their end goal? Is it, is it just sort of like, slow but steady trying to stave off the inevitable until everyone gets their feet back under them or you know what what do we what do you think is going to happen with these two yeah so they're um they're probably well in loud and lives instance with united movement they're really kind of uh flying the plane and assembling it at the same time right now so they're putting all of these details together and they're they're you know today was this big sort of push monday um, to get raise awareness on that. And there, and I think honestly, I, I really think that given the connectivity that they have with some big players in CrossFit and big players in fitness, they're going to have a lot, a lot of success here to raise money. Um, now they're, like I said, if, if, if our math right now is low, but even if it's not, there are currently, uh, you know, 8,839 gyms closed worldwide. And so, um, doling out financial support for eight, 
thousand, which is probably even more than that, gyms now globally is going to be tough. And so when you think about it, like what did you pay per? What was your rent when you when you were a gym owner in LA? What was it? Five, it was, six thousand a month. It was closer to ten grand, ten grand a month. But yeah, it was okay. Big. 10, 10 grand a month. So if, if it, you know, let's do some quick math here. 10,000 times, uh, 10,000 times 10,000. Wow. That's 10 million. That's so, a lot of money. <laughs> That's a lot of right? money. Right. You know, so what is that? One, two, three, four. Yep. 10 million. So, you know, the, the, that that's a number that probably can't be achieved. And so how much, you know, that maybe they maybe cut it in half. So 5 million, you know, $5,000 per gym. Uh, and that's still probably a number that, that is maybe a little bit unrealistic. And so how many gyms can they support? I think they're going to, I know they're going to do as much as they can. And I know that there's talks going on right now. Um, we, we're, we're involved in, in, in trying to help and trying to support this initiative. Um, but uh, they, they, they're really concerned and, and things like that are popping up because they know how strapped the affiliate owner community is going to be right now. CrossFit HQ is doing a different um, thing. They're doing a competition. Um, and I think they're also in a similar boat. They're rolling out, you know, they've, they've launched it, but they're still figuring out exactly how this is going to work and how money is going to get sent and supported. Um, I think that efforts like this are, are one of the cornerstones of the CrossFit community. You know, it's, it's, and, and those are just two, those are two really big ones. Those are going to be the two biggest ones. And there's companies that are doing that. There's companies that are donating profits specifically, you know, buyer, if you buy our product, 50% of profits are going to go to your CrossFit gym owner. And I think collectively with all of these efforts that are going on, I think it could be enough, especially for individuals who aren't in dire straits right now, individuals that maybe have enough cash reserves or whose members aren't, aren't canceling their memberships. I think there's a great opportunity for them to, you know, help, uh, stave off closure immediately and can allow them to continue to operate and be in business for, for longer. Because like I said, we don't really know how long this is going to last. And it's just about, it's a time equation when it comes down to it. Yeah. I mean, we have at least one more full month of this just based off of the most recent, uh, recommendations. recommendations. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that, it's it really is unknown, right? It's like we're in yeah. the first chapter of a book, and we have no idea how long that book is going to, is going to be. Uh, yeah. So it is hard to tell exactly where this is going to go. And I think I think you I think the estimation is pretty correct in terms of just being able to hold off, you know, the the worst case scenario as long as possible until people can get their feet under them uh, again. Um, you know, and it is it is really cool. I've seen some of those those companies and stuff uh, also get involved. I think I saw O2 Born Primitive are doing something yep. together That's uh, right. with like WAG, I believe, with Working Against yep. Gravity. Um, and I've gotten, you know, God, I don't even know. I can't even remember how many how many yeah. different brands have reached out to me about this sort of thing that they're doing. So there's definitely a big community outreach involved in there. Now, one of the things that's been put to the back burner with this entire situation is the fact that we're, you know, before all of this happened, we were basically halfway through the, you know, sanctional season. Yeah. And, you know, the, the 2020 games were looming. And, you know, there's uh there's definitely, you know, writing on the wall for the games. It hasn't, it's, yeah. I mean, not, it, nothing's been announced, but, you know, it just feels like things are getting closer and closer to the inevitability of it not happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it, agree. Especially with the game, the Olympic games being postponed until yeah. next year. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to see the CrossFit games going off in any way that's similar to what we've seen in the past, right? There sure there might be, who knows, some sort of strange new creative solution to make things feel like it's going to happen, but who knows now 
that is neither here nor there because we have no idea. All the sanctionals or most of the sanctionals remaining have made some yeah. estimation here uh, in one direction or another. But the question that I wonder if you have uh, any sort of insight in this is, you know, 2020 is the last year of the Reebok deal. Right. Reebok deal is a big, <laughs> big part of what makes the game season go round. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I both know that there's, you know, a, there's definitely talks going around for new different types of sponsors coming in to do something similar to what Reebok did, but who knows, dude? Yeah, that's, um, that is a, uh, something I've been thinking about a little bit, which is if the games goes away, what happens to the contract? And I'm obviously not a lawyer and I don't have the specific, I mean, well, I think we've actually seen the contract because uh, it's been published, but, um, I don't think there's a, <laughs> I don't re recall, so I, I, I'm guessing here, but I don't think there was a contingency clause for a pandemic um, and like what <laughs> happens, you know, but there's probably a cancellation clause um, that deals with what happens in the event of the cancellation or the event can't go on. Now, I don't actually, I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't looked at it in a very long time and I'm not sure I really know where it is anymore, but um, uh, uh, that is a good question. I'm sure that's one that the lawyers are talking about right now. I'm sure both sides at a very high level are looking at that and saying, well, hey, you know, um, uh, if this does, uh, happen and cancel what happens to the remaining time on the contract and the money that's, um, already been spent by Reebok in support of the season and what, um, has been delivered and, and making that whole. And I'm, I'm, so I'm not exactly sure what would happen there. I'm curious. Um, I don't have a good guess because anything I would do would be completely a guess. I don't have insider information right now, but I can tell you that they're talking. Uh, that's, that's what I do know. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, I, I, I think that there's there's a lot of layers to this sort of thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of different motivations and, um, you know, various sort of things that could be in place that are pushing each party in one direction versus another. And, of course, that complicates things. So, you know, like you said, who knows? No, 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 neither yeah, of us know. I just thought it's an interesting thing that's bring no, they're, up. And... They're talking. Um, that I know. Um, but but I don't know what's being said. And, and it would, you know, um, uh, it's it's obviously something. It's a big part of this discussion. But you know, really, I, I don't think that's that's uh, one of the big concerns over whether or not they're going to cancel the event. I think it's it's health and safety. Um, of course, you know, and. I think that's a much bigger concern to to both parties uh, involved right now um, is is I mean safety of the fans and safety of the athletes. I mean you can't you can't if you can't put on an event where you can guarantee the safety of the individuals involved um, and there there are a lot of people that go to the games. I mean it draws daily. Uh, probably we've never exactly gotten hard statistics on it, but let the the Coliseum fits ten thousand and. Uh, and there are a lot of people outside of the Coliseum. I'd say daily on the bigger days, you're touching somewhere in the mid 20,000s um, across the whole park and across the whole day. That's a lot of people to be bringing into an environment. So um, that's probably got to be a very, very um, concerning element, not only for Madison and the city. They don't they definitely don't want the liability of of causing a situation where where the games has to be canceled or or stopped or some because people are getting sick or because you know there's a panic of some kind or an athlete were to get sick out of that that would be a death blow for the sport that would be very bad um, and nobody wants that not just for the optics but they just don't want that at all right now of course there haven't been a lot of you know outside of the reported uh, situation of the Waterpalooza judge um, passing as, as a result of the, of the coronavirus there hasn't really been a lot of effect inside the community from what I've heard and we haven't heard of any other cases yet and I think that we want to keep it that way as much as possible for sure 
Well, dude, I know you're busy. I know you've got, uh, you've got, <laughs> I, got probably... I got some suntan and I got to do, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. You got to get some vitamin D and report on the news while you're at it. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you for hanging yeah. out for a little bit. And, uh, and maybe thank you also for, you know, playing along with, with some of the left field questions out there. I was like, I was like, Hey man, let's talk a little bit about these gym closures. I'm like, tell me about the CrossFit games contracts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to get me into trouble. Actually, uh, get myself into trouble. No, um, nah, it's been great. It's been, it's been fun joining you. So, um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. We'll chat soon. Thanks. Take it easy.